You are listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. For more information about our church, please visit www.hopechurchipswich.net. So, we heard uh, last week from Tim, who was speaking when the angel came to Zechariah, and this was the birth of John the Baptist, and this was going to be the forerunner before the Lord, make the people prepared uh, for God, because, you know, God in his wisdom thought, okay, if Jesus just comes straight away, then maybe that's just, the people are just going to be too much in this. They're going to be way too like heavy in their sin. And just, but John the Baptist came before to, to prepare the way so that actually it wasn't, I think, in a sense, not, not as heavy for them for when Jesus came. So it wasn't such a shock. Um, we read that he was yeah, the forerunner, so he got people prepared. And today we're going to read um, when the angel came to uh, Mary and just basically speaking over her, telling her, you know, you're going to have a son called Jesus. And, um, yeah, so if you have a Bible, um, we're going to turn to Luke chapter 1, um, verse 26. I'm going to read from 38. Um, this is the NASB Bible, so it's a different translation, still the Word of God. I'm just going to read through. So, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I'm just, just going to pray. Um, you know, we're, we're praising him and worshiping him. It says that he inhabits the praises of his people. You know, when we're just in awe of who he is and adoring him, you know, he's really with us now, like with us, like next to us, each one of us. And it's just so helpful to know that you know, God is really with us. So if you're comfortable, you just want to lift up your hands, just, just a posture to receive, you don't have to. Um, yeah, Father, we love you, we love your word, we love your ways. We love to sing and, uh, and shout and praise you, Lord, because you are so worthy, Lord, of it all, Lord. You did not spare your own son, but graciously gave him up for us all. How will you not also, along with your son, give us all things, Lord? And that you're for us, not against us. Help, help us, Lord, to hear your word and to not forget about it, Lord, but to apply it and work it out in our own lives, Lord. Uh, help me, Lord, to, to communicate, Lord, in a way that's honouring to you, Lord. That you would be glorified, Lord. We love you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, we're going to go through a journey together. We're going to go through the, the passage together, like verses by verses. And... Um, yeah, so from verse 26 to 27, we see that uh, the angel who appeared to Zechariah before, he's the one who stood in the presence of God. 
He stood in the presence. It's just, wow, like he was in heaven and he sees the Lord. And here we are in his presence, but we don't see him as we see him yet. But this is really quite an extraordinary thing, that he, he stood in the presence of God. And that they came, she came to Mary, who's a virgin. You know, you know scholars suggested that she's about 13 or 15. So very young, very young, like, wow. Like, and we've got Joseph, who she's engaged to. He's from the descendant of David, which we'll touch a bit on a bit later. And they're from a place called Nazareth which is in Galilee. And again, research suggests four or 500 people were there, so not, not many people, not many folk. Often hear about in Ipswich, like, oh, everyone knows each other in Ipswich, but how much more in Nazareth in those days, you know? So um, just to give you a bit of a flavour for what people thought of Nazareth, there was this account when Jesus was beginning his ministry, uh, in John chapter 1, you know, he was calling men onto himself. He said to one of the disciples he called to, called Philip, he said, follow me. And Philip... Um, told his friend Nathaniel and said, listen, Matt, we found the one in whom Moses and the prophet spoke about. This is Jesus Christ. This is the, this is the Nazarene. This is him. And Philip said, like, what good can come out of Nazareth? What good? Wow. Yeah. Not really, not really singing its praise, is it? You know, in a town, very small. And, you know, and think, I'm just thinking about in terms of a place that is similar that we can put, get into perspective in our in our own neighbourhood. There's a place called um, Waldron Field. Anyone been there before? Mentioned earlier, there was um, it's the restaurant. It's the Swan, and they do like nice roast dinners and stuff. So um, <laughs> nice, yeah. So anyway, so but yeah, very small town. Everyone knows each other. Okay, and just before we head on to like this about a bit more about um, uh, this Jesus that. Nazareth, like, very small, insignificant. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1 that God has chosen the foolish things of this world to shame the wise, the weak things of this world to shame the strong, the base things, the despised things, the things that are not to nullify the things that are. Why? So no one can boast. The reality is there was nothing really significant about Nazareth. You know, God has chosen. He makes foolish the wisdom of this world because he's chosen what the world sees as foolish and weak and despised. Not that God sees it like that. It's what the world sees it as. He chooses a town called Nazareth, chooses Mary, I'm going to fulfill my story through her. And a bit more about Joseph and Mary, that they were engaged. It's a binding engagement in ancient Jewish customs. You know, there's no intimacy before marriage. And Joseph would have to pay the father of the bride, which is Mary, a sum of money, uh, because one of the families would be losing a worker, because in those days everyone, you know, in the families worked together. So there's that as well. Um, and now we're going to get into it. So that's just a bit of a backdrop of, you know, Joseph, Mary, the angel, and Nazareth, you know, this is, and then we're just going to read on. So I'm going to read from verse 28 to 29, and this, is, and this is the angel speaking. He says, And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. And we read here, guys, that Mary pondered. She pondered, you know, she's just been encountered an angel. She's just met with an angel of God. And she's pondering, what does it mean, like, to be favoured of God. What does it mean that the Lord is with me? You know, how much is it in our lives, guys, to know that actually, what is grace to us? Is grace something we just, we just sing about? You know, what, what is it? It's this unmerited, undeserved, unearned favour towards our lives because God is a God of grace and he gives good gifts to his children. And we're just, we're the recipients of it. You know, in the Romans 5 verse 17, it says, those who receive the abundance of grace. And I know that for my own life, not really a good receiver. It's going to be hard to receive. But for those who do... Those who do receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, 
will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So you reign with him, through him, because you've received his grace and the gift of right. You've accepted that, actually, I can't do this on my own. Actually, I need him. You know, the gifts that he's given us, the abilities, the skills, where grace is what we need each day. It's what fuels our motor. It's what keeps us going. It's what we need to receive each day. That's what we need in our lives. It's not just, oh, we're saved by grace through faith. We recognize that, not by our works. But in each day, we need to receive grace in order to work. Do all that's in his heart. You know, that is the fuel that we, we live by. And for Mary, again, it's just well, favored, favored by God. Like, what? And that the Lord is with you. And, you know, for us, guys, like... We have the Holy Spirit. It talks about in John 14 when Jesus was basically, he's really going to be ascended soon to go to his father. And he's saying to the disciples, he says, I'll ask the father, this is Jesus speaking to the disciples, I'll ask the father that he may give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him. Why do you know him? Because he abides with you and will be in you. Jesus was talking about himself, that he was with them, but he's going to be in them. And the Holy Spirit comes to indwell in us the moment we believed and we put our trust in Jesus. We, you know, we turn away from our old self, you know, our sin and our shame. We put it at the cross. We say, you know, Jesus, yeah, you are Lord. I can see the light now. And he, Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. And for us, we each have that comforter, the helper, the advocate in different translations. But he's, he's really with us and we can actually be directed and led by him. He wants to speak to us and lead us on paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He is good and he does good to us, but it's often as, as much as you're willing to. Often we may want to control and try to figure out and just, but there is so much more in God that, that maybe we're not even aware of. There are depths and realms that God by his spirit wants to teach us and lead us in. So that's just something how it could be for us. You know, Mary didn't have the indwelling spirit, but, but we do, you know. But we can learn from Mary that she pondered. She, she just, what, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? And for us, you know, do we find ourselves... Um, doing the same. So from verse 30 to 31, this is the angel again saying, do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And behold, you conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. So, you know, you're Mary right now, you, you know, an angel comes and appears, you're going to be a bit afraid, you know, it's just mighty angelic being just standing in, and, and she's seeing it. And you know what God says, don't be afraid, Mary. She calls her by the name, Yeah. That's like how God is with us. He knows our name. Tell us not to be afraid. You read in the Bible how he says, don't be afraid, I am with you. you know, do not fear, do not worry. Because God, because we've been trained by fear our whole lives, this wisdom of this world, the prince of this age, fear. And it's not from God, because God is love, and there is no fear in love. You know, fear involves punishment. God is not here to punish us. He's here to uh, just love us and embrace us. But often we've, we've been so trained wrongly. We need to get our mind renewed, to the, you know, our, our minds renewed to the, in, in the spirit. Um, so Mary would have been needed that, you know, needed a bit of comfort, a bit of assurance. It's okay, you know, you're, you're all right, you know. And calling her by the name, you know, that God knows our name. He's a good shepherd. He's laid his down, he lays his life down for the sheep. He's known us. He's called us. He's formed us. So there's a sense where there is this kind of intimacy where God, uh, to Mary, like, yeah, I know this is quite terrifying, but I'm just going to comfort you. And that's and that's an encouragement for us as also in in the room because God is always always working on our half and always with us. And it's like. We sing these songs, we, we read it out, but how, how much has it got into us, into the depths? Into the depths that God is with us. Hallelujah. If God is for us, who can be against us? And just living in that place of victory. In victory. We can have victory in our lives. Um, and we see, again, favoured one, that you know, the Lord is with you and tells her not to be afraid. You know, you found favour with God. And this was just God's grace, his chosen vessel. You read in the Bible, when you read up the Old Testament, you just see that God's raised up people. It's just, why? Because what they didn't do or did do, 
or because they were super great, or, or they weren't. Like we look in this in the world's eyes, we kind of view people according to how they see and what the, and how they are. But in God's economy, it's like I'm just going to choose who I want, and I'm going to fill my promises through them. And like Mary's just chosen of God, just chosen of God. You know, that's it. What did Mary bring to the table? Did she ever say in this? You know, that's nah, chosen of God. That's the same for us. God chooses us, calls us, gives us gifts. That's what He does. We're just the recipients, you know? And we read about a bit more about, you know, you're going to have a son. You're going to name him Jesus. There's a passage in Isaiah 7, which was 700 years ago um, from the time before Jesus came. And it says, Behold, a virgin will be of child and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. And this is Isaiah the prophet prophesying 700 years before Christ came. A virgin, we're talking about, you know, Mary will be of child and bear a son. This is Jesus. And his name will call Emmanuel, God with us. God with us, that's comforting, right? That God comes to indwell with us. That he hasn't just left us on our own. We're trying to figure out through life and trying to, you know, trying to make something happen. No, he's, he's with us. God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. That the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Or like the message says about coming into the neighborhood. He comes into our town. He comes into humanity himself. Does he need to? Does he, he chooses to? Because he said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And the reality is, each one of us in this room made in the image of God in his likeness. So there's, such an, there's a value towards us. God didn't just pay such a high price, you know, for just for no reason, you know. He paid such a high price because there's a value towards us. And we see in Jesus Christ that actually God did come with us. He lived on this earth uh, about 2,000 years ago. And we read a bit later on in, in, in a parallel passage in Matthew 1 where it talks about Joseph finding out Mary's pregnant. And Joseph was like, you know, Mary, she finds out and he's like, I've got to send you away. I don't, I don't want to, I can't do this. You think about it, he's in love, he's engaged. And Mary could be like, you know, um, Joseph, I've just met with an angel, he's just promised that I'm going to have a, a son, he's coming from Jesus, and Joseph's just like, uh, no, Mary, you've, okay, if, if you've been unfaithful. Just, I'm just going to send you away. I'm not going to embarrass you. Read about that. Until the angel of the Lord came and told Joseph, and said, Joseph, it's okay, you know, this is all my doing, you're going to have a son, uh, Mary's going to have a son, he's going to be called Jesus, going to be born of the Spirit. You know, don't, don't have to send her away. And then Joseph's like, okay, I'm going to be obedient. Okay, that's all right. But God knew that because he searches the hearts of all men. Wow, he searches the hearts of all men and women. He knows us. He knew what Joseph was thinking and he just said, I'm just going to assure you, it's okay. And Joseph was obedient, you know. So you think about how Mary, like her, just what she's carrying in herself. She's all this pressure externally, people... You know, her belly's coming out, you know, that's what they do when women get pregnant, isn't it? Yeah, they get come out of it. And, um, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, if you commit adultery, your life's gone. You get stoned to death. That's just how it is. It's God's, it's, it was God's standard uh, back then. So there must be so much pressure. And Mary's just, just, just wanting to be obedient to the Lord. Just wants to be obedient to God, you know. And think about it in our own lives as well. Like, what's our, do we have a reputation, you know? And we see that when Joseph, he, he didn't shame her. And God doesn't shame us. He doesn't embarrass us. He's not against us. He's not here to disgrace you. To tell you, oh, look at what you're doing. You know, he's, he's here to embrace us and love us and clothes us in a robe of righteousness. You know, he puts a, a garland of grace on our heads. He, he does that towards us. He's not there trying to just, just play around with us. He loves us. And it's just the reality of that. Like, he's, he's so good to us. And for Mary, like I say, her reputation, what that could have looked like. She's very young. Oh, she's been unfaithful in this household in Nazareth. Her name could have been gone about, you know. And just in 
just, just quick story of my own life, my reputation, I used to love playing football, um, just was really my identity, really, actually. All I did was play football, kickball, and that's who I, who I thought I was. Um, you know, everyone's like, Luke's football, da, 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 da. you know, and you, you're embracing all this pressure, this weight, this expectation you put on yourself and others. And I just, I remember God just saying, actually, this is not, this is not the way, you know, you got, you're going, you're going some up, you're going another path. And I had to come to a place where I actually had to su surrender and say, okay, actually, Lord, it's not, okay, I will. It took ages, though. Could have took way ages, you know. Sometimes we do that in life, don't we? We control things to hold on to it. And we're just saying, not yet. Yeah, I've heard you, but not yet, not yet. But yet God is patient, he's long-suffering. But yet, if we would just release, then actually we'd see actually how much far greater actually God's plan is for us. And just I only share this because for Mary and herself, all she, she was saying, all that was coming against her, she was just, you know what, I'm just going to follow you, Lord. You know, maybe that's in your own life. You know, you know there's, you know, there's external pressure. Mary, you know, like Mary, you know, she's, there's a place you've got to sacrifice. Someone's got to, lay, someone's got to take off the, off the plate, you know. Maybe it's just, you know, you know, God's saying one thing, but you've got people saying this and that. What's it going to be? Who do we serve? Who's Lord? Um, so, yeah, you know, even in our own lives in the workplace, like, you know, you're a Christian. Wow. Oh, that's funny. You get laughed at, mocked at, scorned at. You could do. You know, some people want to respect it, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, do we stand firm in these places? Or do we, like, do we retreat away to comfort? You know, do we just want to hide away? Are we? Don't want to say that. We don't want to speak about Christianity because what people are going to think. And often there's a lot of fear of man and stuff. And we're so, it's just, what, what is it for us? Is, is this you? Is it, you know, we could be. And it's like, what are we going to do about it, you know? God wants us to be, you know, standing firm and saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. You want to know about Jesus? I'll tell you what. He's changed my life. He's done, you know. That's how we, we want to respond. But like I say, it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's hard, you know. Okay. So we read that you know, Mary is having a son called Jesus, and it's like, who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Okay, well, we, we could speak for so long, and um, he is, like we're hearing, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You know, he was the only offering that would actually bring us back to the Father, because he came to save and seek that which was lost, and he was a good shepherd that laid his life down for the sheep. Okay, he brought us back to God. He made him, God made him who knew no sin to be sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We might become something. We might actually be restored back to original value. Because in Adam all die, but in Christ all be made alive. We get restored back to him as a gift. It's free. We just received that. It's beautiful. He's wonderful. Because you know what? He did, not, he did not spare his own life. He didn't just say, you know what? I'm going to hold on to my life. He knew what he was doing. But it was for the joy set before him. He endured the cross. This is the joy all around us. Wow. The people of God. All people. He so loved the world that he gave. He gave his own son. It's the reality where Jesus and the Father are in agreement. You know, he is beautiful. He is the greatest treasure you could ever find. Yeah? So much in this life that we're striving to try and fit in, trying to be something, trying to find our identity and something other than him. And it's futile, it's fleeting, but in him, wow, there is so much more for us. Way much more. Only we just dare to believe. Dare. Can God be trusted? Can we put our full assurance of faith in him? He is beautiful. And... We read from verse 32 to 33. He will be great. This is Jesus. And he'll be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. So we see that he's going to be great. And in Hebrews 1, it talks about, you know, God long ago spoke to the fathers 
in the prophets in many ways, but in his last days he's spoken to us in his son. So he used to speak through the prophets, but now he speaks to us in his son. And his son has been appointed heir of all things. And he is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his nature. So when Jesus was saying in the Gospels, when you see me, you see the Father, you see Jesus' character, that's exactly like how God is. Exactly how God is. It's great. It's so encouraging for our hearts to know God is good. God is kind. God is love. And he didn't just say he's love. He demonstrated it on a cross. You know, he bore our sins on a body, on a tree, so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his stripes, we've already heard. We are healed. You know, and also he will be called the son of the most high. There is this sense that he is... This is God's son. He's going to be uh, have an inheritance. In Psalm 2, it says about, ask of me, and I'll give the nations as your inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So God has given his son not just uh, a great name, but he's given him uh, a sonship, just uh, inheritance, and also a throne, the throne of his father David. And this is what we were saying about when Joseph was a descendant of David, God made a promise to David I was king over Israel, who again, God just raised up, God anointed, I'm just going to choose you. Why? I'm just going to choose you. Just like that. And he said, you know, to David, your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne uh, shall be established forever. So the king who sits on the throne now, who rose from the dead, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, the Bible says we're still in our sins and our faith is worthless. But he rose from the dead and he's still he's, he's victorious, ruling and reigning now. And this is the king who would sit on the throne eternally that God made a promise to David to. You know, kings, kings fell and they died. There's a time to be born, there's a time to die. But Jesus rose from the dead, and it just shows that just sets them apart from any other person because he rose from the dead. And there's a passage in Isaiah 9, um, which we'll just read together. It's a Christmas, you know, we read it at Christmas, but it's really helpful for uh, this passage. So, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. So we see again, this is... 700 years before Christ that this was spoken, that there's going to be a king who's going to have an, Jesus, Jesus having an eternal reign. There's going to be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. And he's going to be a righteous and just king. And we live in a world where there's a lot of unrighteousness, a lot of injustice. But we have a king who's on a throne. He's in heaven now. He's sovereign over all. And he's, and, and he's making all things new. He's a righteous and just king. This is good for us. This is good for humanity. It's good for the world. We don't have a king that just sort of just deals with us according to our sins or our, when we make mistakes. He's actually, he doesn't. His grace and mercy is, is, is there. You know, and this is this Jesus that we're hearing about. And it says that God's, God's zeal will accomplish this. It's going to be, and God's heart is for the church, is for, for you and I, the body of Christ, individually members of one body, to uh, usher the kingdom in. It's the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of righteousness and joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. You know, righteousness, right standing uh, with God, bearing his likeness. This is, this is Jesus himself, you know, the firstborn of all creation. He was born of the Spirit. And for us also, we get to now share in that, in his perfectness, we receive that as a gift. And this is part of the kingdom. It's not just eating and drinking, but there's righteousness and there's joy. There's a joy knowing that when we're with him in our Father's house, you know, and whenever that day comes, when he'll receive us up to him, when he comes in the cloud in all his glory, whether we're here or we're not at that time, you know, 
that there's going to be such joy because we've realised, how, 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 how have we got here? How have we got here, eh? What have we done? I mean, did we just believe and it was your faith that you gave us the faith to believe? How have we got, how have we got away with this? But no, we, you know what I mean? It's so scandalous, really, the grace of God. It's, it's so beautiful as well because God is love and he, he just knew, he knew our value. Um, and it, like I said, God's zeal through his church, through his people, came to purify himself, a people for his own possession, zealous for good works. Do we find ourselves like red, hot, fiery for the Lord? Do we feel like we, yeah, we're entering in, we're excited about God, the things of God, you know, because the things of this age, the things of this world can just numb us, take us away, you know. It's just what is, what is driving our, our lives, you know. Um, and we read from verse 34 that, you know, Mary said to the angel, how can this be um, since I am a virgin? And, well, very true, right? How can this be? Like, I'm a virgin. How am I going to have... And we read in, in the, you know, the passage from last week where Zechariah, the angel said the same thing. You know, basically, you can have a child. And, and Zechariah was like, prove it to me. Show me. You know, he even says, how will I know this for certain? For I'm an old man and my wife has advanced in years. So he was like, no, prove it. I need to know. He's, out, he's in unbelief. You know, when Mary, she's a bit more innocent. She's like, how can this be? Like, what? Like, wow. Like, you know, so there's a difference. Yeah? And what you want to maybe for you? Maybe there's times where you just, well, prove it to me, God. Prove it. Show me this. What if we actually, oh, maybe it's just that sense where, we, oh, how, how is this going to happen? It's a difference. But it seems like it's the same, but there's a difference in a way, our manner, our manner to God. How we, how we speak to him, how we interact with him. He is Father God, he is Holy God, but yet an, he, he calls us into intimacy. It's relationship. It's a romance. It's not like you've got to prove this to me, God. Who do we think? We are. It's crazy. You know? I've, many a times in my own life, I've been like that, and I'm thinking, I have to repent. Like, Lord, this is not right. You are, you are Lord. I don't, I don't want to just speak to you like that. You know? And for us, you know, what do we say, and how do we act in times which um, we don't understand what God is doing? You know? Do we trust in the mystery? You know, or do we harden the heart and, and turn away? Um, I just, I know in my own life many times, just harden my heart, turn away, don't understand what God's doing, you know, and just trying to find myself, even eating comfort and food, trying to escape the reality of how I'm feeling because I'm not really seeing God for what, or I'm, I'm not really seeing what I, sh- I think I should see. You know, what is it for you? Do we, uh, do you trust in the mystery when things don't make sense? Do we continue on? Are we steadfast? Do we stand firm? Or do we just hide away? You know, sometimes we can find ourselves in these clefts. You know, we can hide ourselves away. We could just, just I don't know what to do. I just, you know, maybe it's just unconfessed sin as well. That could just stop us. We're just in an environment where we just go in the church and we're just doing all the Christian things, but yet we know there's stuff in our lives that we haven't dealt with. And there's the shame that we carry and the guilt that we carry. But you know what, right? It says if we walk in the light as he's in the light and have fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. There's a reality that actually we can walk in the light as he's in the light. But sometimes we've just got to take that step, you know, sometimes. And it's also having like, again, like I said, when I struggle with, sometimes I just find myself eating food just out of comfort. But I know that I'm not eating to the glory of God. And it's like, what could it be for you? Maybe there's stuff in your life where it's like, actually, I know I need to straighten this out with God. Because he wants, he wants the best for us, you know. He doesn't want us to be led back into bondage, you know. And God has made covenant towards us and, and not the other way around. So, and we just read on, you know, what the angel responded to, to Mary. So the angel would answer and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child should be called the Son of God. So here we see, like, okay, I'm just going to tell you, Mary, what's going to happen. 
and we see the interaction of uh, the Holy Spirit and the power of the Most High, so the Lord, and then there's going to be Jesus. You see the Trinity, the triune like, relationship there, and we see that Jesus was born of the Spirit. You know, there was no sexual relationship between God and Mary. It was just God, the Holy Spirit came upon her, and the power of the Most High overshadowed. It's different. It's not a natural birth. Nothing like this has ever happened before. So how, how, how can this be? But God, God can do, imagine more than we could ask, think, or imagine. His ways are harder than our ways. His thoughts are harder than our thoughts. And how much are we willing to just say, okay, all right, Lord, you know, that, that, that you're, you're bigger than me. You understand more about uh, what you're doing. It's, it's, your, it's your story, you know. And we see that Jesus, he's actually, he's not that he's just, we're going to call him the son of God. He actually is the son of God. Like, this is God's son himself, like, coming down to earth, you know. You know, that song, he came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My debt to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Very old school song. I don't know when it was, but, but, it's, but, it's, but it's, it, it paints a picture, the reality of that. God came from heaven to earth to what? Show the way. Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He shows us the way back to, back to the Father. He reconciled all things to himself. He brought us back to him. Like I was saying, he, he, our value to God is extraordinary. Like, who, like I say, who pays such a high price that we're just sinners? You say, I'm just a sinner. I'm saved by grace. I hear it a lot. And in a sense, it's true. We are sinners and we, we have our saved by grace. But there's an extraordinary value that he, he pays such a high price to bring us back to him. The blood of Jesus. Imperishable. You know, there's no spot, there's no wrinkle, there's no stain. So if we live from that place of, oh, I'm just a sinner and I, I know you saved me, God, then we're never going to actually really move on with him because we're always going to live kind of a bit, kind of like on our, on our back foot, we're a bit condemned or we just, you know, we're, just, we're not seeing God how he sees us. But what if we actually really entered into actually, wow, you, you really loved me. You really paid such a high price. You were really for me in my areas of struggle and weakness. You really, you're really about the best for me, Lord. Wow, what if we start acting like that and have our, our, our mind renewed to reality of how much he just, he just loves us and he's for us. Surely we, thing will be coming out in the light. Surely we'll be more secure in ourselves because we know that actually, wow, you're actually, you're actually interested in my life. You actually like me. God likes us. Hallelujah. God likes us. It's so good. You know? And, and he works all things to the counsel of his will. So for Mary and herself, she just, she just caught up in something extraordinary. She's going to be the one who's going to give birth to the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. She's going to give birth to him. You know, Mary's caught up with something just great. But it's God's story, you know, not ours. He's, we're made for his glory. That's it. And because the thing is, guys, like, in the world that we lived in, there's a lie that says, oh, it's just about me. I want to build my name. I want to build my reputation. I want to build myself up. I want to do what I want to do. And it's like, you know, like, the reality is we, we are, the truth is we're made for him. He created people for his own glory. We are here to glorify him and enjoy all the good things that he's given us, you know, but we're made for him. But that's, that's, like, that's, that's, that's it. That's the truth. And there's so much more joy in that way and going his way. And when we read, nothing is impossible with God. You know, I'm sure many of you have got stories of just them things that are just, yeah, only God. Only you could do that, Lord. Many of us, you know, across this room. Uh, just, just to share one little story, um, which for me, I was like, wow. So I remember in town, I was just, walking around. There's a guy who I, I keep seeing. He was, wears black clothes. He's got makeup, puts headphones in, plays his music. Um, you know, he's always in a hurry. And I've always tried to stop him. So I just want to speak to him. I just, like, oh, I just want to speak to you about Jesus. It's love. You know, I love you, man. Like, and every time he just walked off and walked away and it's like, oh, no, I just want to get into him, Lord, in a good way. Um, 
And then what happens was, I was just praying to the Lord, say, Lord, would you, would you bring something about? Like, I just want to, I just want to. But the thing is, right, God already knows that. It's not like God is trying to answer my prayers. It's actually the prayer that he's put in my heart to, uh, to pray to him. And he brings it about. I'm thinking, yeah, I've got all this compassion. It's like, no, this is what I've done. I'm going to answer it on, for, for me. And I was on a run one morning, a few weeks after that, uh, about 6.30, going to Sainsbury's, um, just running past. And I saw him. I was like, yeah, come on, I'm going to get you. And um, I just stopped and I just spoke to him and just, um, yeah, just wanted to share, share how Jesus loved him. You know, and he was quite, oh, like, you know, just, just jumped off on him. But um, since then, I've been um, seeing him week by week in town. And having interactions, so just see what the Lord will do there. But yeah, that was really just a moment where, how could this, you just done this, Lord? This was because you've actually answered something that you've already put in my heart to answer. Um, so we bring our mustard seed of faith, our bread, our fish. We bring our little, our lack. You know, Mary, she believed God. She said, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done according to your word. She wasn't like, I'm the famous of the Lord. Look at me. She was like the bond slave of the Lord. She knew her position. She knew she was just a servant of Christ. You know, we're just servants of Christ. That's it. You know, that, that's the reality it is. But yet he, we're dearly loved and treasured because he's the king on his throne and we're part of his kingdom, you know. So, again, if Mary trusted in the promises of God, do we find ourselves uh, doing the same, you know. Maybe there's areas in your life you need breakthrough, possible things that, you know, only God can do. Maybe it's your finances. Bills aren't paid. You need to get the money in. How's it going to happen? You know, God, what's going on? Maybe it's that. Maybe it's in your, your, your workplace, people you're, you're struggling with, not seeing eye to eye. Maybe they know you're a Christian, they think you're a freak. You know, they, you know all these things. And it's like, Lord, I just want to see break. Because God can, God can melt the heart. God, God is the one who turns the hearts, doesn't he? Isn't he the one that turns the heart and he can make the heart soft and just like someone who is so not open, open? God can do that. And it's like, are we willing to pray these prayers and ask of him? Because you have not because you ask not. And also maybe it's in your family, what Christmas time coming up, you just know it's normally difficult. Normally difficult, you just know it's, yeah, just interactions and conversations, you just know. But what if, what if this, this Christmas, this Christmas, this, and you were praying to the Lord, like, he turned things sovereignly in your favour where there was conversations and interactions which you never would have had because you didn't, because, because now you've prayed, actually he's turned things for you. But do we ask like that? Are we just sort of, well, that's my lot, I'm, I'm just, I'll let God do. No, what if, what if we ask? Because he, he's called us into relationship because John 17 verse 3 says, this is eternal life. He was talking to his disciples that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sin. He's called us to relationship. So there's a sense, there's an intimacy between like, you know, yourself and the Father and you just say, Lord, I, I'm seeing this. Can you help in this area? I, I really do. And, and watch what God will do. Because he, he answers these prayers. You know, not every prayer he answers, but he does answer prayers. Pray according to his will. He hears us. We know that actually we have the crest that he's, he's asked for us. We know actually God wants to actually engage in our lives and interact with us. You know, he wants to. And just before we close, um, is it all right to band to come up? Is that all right? Um, you know, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Sick. But desire realized is a tree of life. Maybe in this room your heart's sick. Maybe you've been petitioning, requesting of God and you, you haven't seen breakthrough yet. And it can get your heart sick. You just, and you're just disappointed with God, maybe. Maybe you've turned away. Maybe you're just, you're just heavy. You just don't, don't know how to engage with God at the moment. Maybe that's you, and we'll have a time to respond in a moment. You know, maybe there's fear, just unhealthy fear. Maybe there's unconfessed sin. Maybe there's stuff in life you just know, actually, I, this needs to be brought under light. 
we're at church and you know we're we're a family here. No one's looking around thinking, oh, look at this person, that person. The thing is, we just got to learn to get over ourselves and just say, Lord, help us, help us to forget about ourselves and just know that actually that which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. Because in the flesh, yeah, always, but in the spirit, you don't, you don't, you know. So maybe maybe that's you. But just before that, you know. We're speaking a lot about this Jesus. We sing a lot of songs about this Jesus. And maybe you're in the room, first time, you've come in here a few times, and you just, you're just like, well, actually, you know what? I want to know a bit more about this Jesus. How do, I, how do I follow him? How do I make him my saviour? How do I turn away from my sin and my shame, my mess, and put that at the cross and turn to him and receive this gift of righteousness, receive just sonship, daughtership, receive it. How, how can you do this? There's, there's an opportunity, you know. If God is impressed on your heart, and you know actually, you know, this is the day. The Bible says that this is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. You know, every day. We don't know how long is left, but today is the day of salvation. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord, and you believe in your heart that he was raised from dead, you'll be saved. And what we're going to do in, in a moment, guys, with every eye closed, we're just going to give an opportunity for you, maybe the first time, just wanted to declare Jesus Christ is Lord. For the first time. It's a sense where you just know actually, yep, because you're doing business with God. We're not, no, you're not looking, everyone's going to have their eyes closed. It's not a matter of, oh, everyone's looking around. and There'll just be an opportunity for that. And then there'll be a, a prayer team either, just to work your way through. What, what have you actually done? I mean, guys, he's, he's so wonderful. He's so beautiful. He's so worthy of your life. You know, he's got good plans for you. So if that's, we're going to close, if you just want to close your eyes now, and if that is you, you just know I haven't even committed to, to Jesus, I've just been hearing about him, don't even really, but I just know that today is the day where I just want to declare Jesus as Lord, I just want to make him my Lord, my Saviour, there'll just, just be a moment now. So if that's you, please do uh, speak out um, if that's on your heart to do so. Thank you for listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. Please feel free to make a copy of this content, but please do not edit the content in any way.